Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Beers and Rugby Chat here on Monday, the whatever it is, who lost control of, uh, lost track of 13th of September. There we go. Um, <laughs> losing track of time. Uh, nearly, uh, just under, well, no, 55 seconds until we can open the beer. I'm on a Boundary Road Brewery beer um, today. Um, hopefully you've got yourself a beer to wind down at the end of the working day. A lot of us, a lot of people still working from home with lockdown here in New Zealand. In the uh, chat today, uh, we've got uh, some news about uh, Western Force coaching uh, signatures. Um, the USA versus Canada in their second Rugby World Cup qualifier. Who will be America's one? Um, some, a bit of a chat about rugby championship scheduling. Uh, also, uh, the All Blacks have got a bunch of injuries. Uh, and um, I was think, expecting to have Farrah Power Cup fixtures by now, um, but it um, uh, doesn't look like they've quite been released. And uh, joining me, uh, four to what at the end of his uh, working day, I've got Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Oh, very good, thank you, Paul. I hope you had a good day and great to be on the show as always. Yeah, a bit of busy day, been driving around uh, doing my job around a lot of the supermarkets and stuff. Oh, 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 I've missed it. Five o'clock. There we go. There's the beer and uh, what is becoming a bit of a famous pour now. Um, people uh, on uh, got quite a lot of uh, comments from um, my pre game. Um, uh, pictures from the uh, weekend about uh, whether I'd like to have a Cadbury's flake with um, with my beer. But there we go. Perhaps uh, perhaps the Australian rugby team, the Wallabies, can uh, line me up with some Cadbury's flakes. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Shane? Do you think they'll send me some over? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, and I can tell you, Paul, Cadbury's hot chocolate is even better. There we go. Um, and I know, it, I know for sure. <laughs> it, it's, all, it's all good in Australia, obviously, but over here in New Zealand, we're anti Cadbury's since they shut down their factory in Dunedin about two years ago now. Um, so it has to be Whitaker's. So I need a Whitaker's flake if they make one. I don't know. Um, but um, there we go. So, uh, Stephen, uh, sorry, Shane, how are you keeping over there in, uh, in Australia? Uh, good, Paul. Um, we're actually um, out of lockdown. We've still got some basic restrictions but um it's um it is back to as we mentioned the hot chocolate shop um so 
Um, I can enjoy coffee every afternoon and sit down and have it. But um, look, we're we're hanging in there, and and that's the most important thing is that um, you know things like rugby last night keeps us united a lot. You know, absolutely. And uh, Stephen, keeping well up there in the O nine. In the 09, yeah, well, unfortunately, Shane, we're, we've just been told we're in level level four for another another week, so means we can't stray too far from from home unless you're an essential worker, and um, I'm not quite essential enough to work away from home at the moment. But you know what? It is what it is, and you're dead right. I was just thinking about what you said. Sometimes uh, with some so much great sport on, on TV, of course, the NRL finals just held over the weekend, and uh, listen... Last night, I was truly in the Anzac spirit, Anzac spirit, I should say. And when that uh, um, Cooper, Quade Cooper kick went over, boy, I was jumping up and down. It was probably around about midnight here in New Zealand. And uh, you probably made a bit too much noise. Oh, dear. The grandkids got woken up today. Um, the um, uh, with, with, with that one, um, I've, got, I've got blankers, what I was going to say, actually. Um, but there we go. Uh, so, yes, um, I'm obviously down in Waihee, so I'm at, I'm at level two for another week. Uh, now, we were expecting, or I was expecting to get some Parapalma Cup fixtures, and the, the website still says these will be released after mon Monday the 13th's COVID update. Um, so, uh, clearly, uh, they've uh, they've not quite been released yet. So, tomorrow, do join us at 5 p.m. We'll go through the what's uh, the the, MP, the Bunnings NPC and the Parapalma Cup uh, fixtures that we know about. This coming weekend, we already know that I will be at Waikato versus Canterbury on Friday night. Um, so do keep an eye out for my post-match uh, interviews, probably mainly on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and also uh, join me on Twitter for a chat during the game. Um, uh, Joshua saying, yeah, great TV shots of Quaid at the end of the game. Uh, it has been a journey for him. Absolutely it has. And uh, it's 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 good to see Dave Rennie giving him a chance uh, because uh, I know uh, a couple of coaches have washed their hands of him in the past and uh, uh, and perhaps not, not handled him in the best way. But uh, uh, I give a lot of thanks to Sonny Bill Williams, didn't he, after the game um, on that one as to, as to helping him get through um, stuff. But um, uh, Shane, as a Red supporter, you must have been uh, over the moon to see Quaid come back and have such a composed game. Yeah, and and the, and the Dazi too. I mean, um, to, to beat the world champs um, is no easy task. Even um, will will any rugby championship game against the Springboks is it's bloody hard to be honest with you. Um, but um, to see Quade and the way he played last night, and to see him structure the line, I know I harp on on Twitter particularly about um, how the Wallabies play the counter attack and punch through the line phase play. But can I tell you, it was so much smoother um, with an experienced 10 there last night. And and um, obviously when Tate McDermott had that injury, Nick White came along and his experience as a, a more experienced nine as well helped with the flow of that possession as well. So there was a lot of really positive things. Um, Dave Rennie very humbly pointed out that there are a lot of things that um, – have to be fixed, particularly in the mall defence and things like that. But when I sent a message to Cornflake last night, and everybody knows Steve from being on the show, a grown man, a 33-year-old grown man coming to tears over a Wallabies victory, 
um, certainly uh, tells you how much that meant to, to all of us here. Um, and to see Quaid probably just play the game of his life, probably the best game I've seen him play in a very long time and the best rugby I've seen the Wallabies play in about six years. And, yes, look, folks, um, and this was up against, uh, as we say, the, the world champs. Um, and uh, well, well done to the um, Wallabies for winning that. I've just put our uh, Twitter handles down below because uh, if, you want, if you want to get in touch with Shane or, or Stephen or myself on Twitter for a chat, uh, they're all there on uh, on, on the display. Um, the, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, we've got to remember that this, these are the world champs. They haven't become a bad team overnight. If they'd made their, ten, the, the, their kick, so they left 10 points out there, um, so, yeah, look, it could have obviously could have, would have, should have. Who knows what would have happened if those had happened, but uh, and they didn't. Uh, but look, that's um, a very good win by the Wallabies. As you say, the best they've played in a long time. Uh, things came together for them on the night. Uh, and now the big the big uh, thing for them is backing that up and, 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 do, and doing it again next week. Talking of that, guys, um, what do you think of the uh, of the actual fixture list? So the... Um, go, the, the last time we had a proper uh, rugby championship was back in 2018. That's kind of scary now, isn't it? That it's that far, that far back because Rugby World Cup uh, meant it was shortened in 2019. And obviously, 2020 we had the Tri Nations. Um, and the format back then, and it had been for many years, was you had um, Australia versus New Zealand playing each other for two games, and South Africa, Argentina playing each other for two games in the first two rounds. Then we had South Africa and um, Argentina heading over to Australasia. So they would then play, you would then get uh, some sort of All Blacks Pumas, All Blacks um, Springboks, and uh, obviously uh, the Wallabies, Puma, Wallabies Springboks, Wallabies Pumas. Um, so not back-to-back -back games. You'd be switching teams, and then you'd head over to uh, uh, Africa and um, South America to play those two games over there. Here now we've got New Zealand versus Australia and South Africa versus Pumas first block. Second block. Uh, New Zealand, Argentina, and Wallabies, Springboks, and then third block, New Zealand, Springboks, um, Wallabies, Argentina. Do you think? Do you, do you like that having the back-to-back -back games of of the same teams, or do you think they should have switched it up these last four? I I think this has been structured simply simply around COVID to keep certain you know, if, if there was a breakout, at least um, if there were two teams that played over the same two weekends and there was a break, there was a breakout in in one of the teams. I think it would be a heck of a lot easier easier to contain. I, I think COVID has got a got a say in how the structure of this 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 tournament is is being played at the minute. Listen, first of all, I am just absolutely wrapped that it's actually playing because there were times if you think back to the relationship with New Zealand rugby and Australian rugby six weeks ago you thought, man, this this isn't this isn't happening. So I'm just wrapped that we're getting getting rugby and uh, I think a lot we're gonna see moving forward is just based around COVID. Yeah, very true. Um, LB on the uh, on, on YouTube is saying that um, uh, he, he felt that they left too, uh, a, a box fan. They left too many points out there and felt uh, and felt short. But it's an easy fix that our fixes are controllable. Um, yeah, I think what we've seen here in this in the box team was that they don't travel well historically. I think we saw a bit of that last night as well. Uh, that uh, they they hadn't that uh, they hadn't got off the plane very well either. I think. And we'll see a different team next weekend, uh, and another a different. As I say for the Wallabies, it's definitely going to be a matter of uh, of of, of um, fronting up again. 
Paul, Paul, I will say, I really wasn't surprised by that result last night, even though, you know, it's a shock to everybody. I always thought if the Wallabies could gain some sort of parity, I actually thought they showed enough against the All Blacks, even though the scoreline doesn't suggest it. They actually created a lot of a lot of chances and they were playing a bit of code. And I think any team that comes up against the South African side, if you play a little bit of code against them, take them take their big forwards, because their, their, their forwards are basically bully boy forwards. And if you take them to places that they don't want to go to, then you're a chance. And even more still, boy, if you can if you can actually if you can actually basically um, front up at, at set piece time and boy, those two scrums last night, they were just they were just like gold. The one before before half time and the one obviously which led to the penalty. Yes, the Springboks left a lot of points out there, but if you look through the these two sides head for head in terms of experience, quite frankly, the Wallabies what are they ranked Shane about sixth, seventh in the world? Probably yes, shouldn't uh, should, should yeah, shouldn't have even been living with the Springbok side. I just think I don't think enough credit has actually been given to the Walla, Wallabies yet. Sure, the box didn't take their, their points, but I know with this Wallaby team at the moment, I think they'll gain a lot of confidence from this to the point where, you know what? These guys are world champions, but they're beatable. Absolutely. There you go, though, folks. There's the, the comparison in caps between uh, the uh, Springboks uh, and the Wallabies. Thank you to Rugby Fixation Podcast um, for that uh, graphic off, um, off Twitter, as you can see. And he says 260-ish caps uh, extra in the box starting side. Oh, look, the, 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 the Wallabies had a fantastic game last night. Uh, did really, really well. Uh, and uh, uh, a lot of those players, you look at uh, sort of players like Valentini, McDermott, Swinton, Bell, uh, those guys all with, uh, well, not quite single-digit um, caps, but also Kellaway and Iketau, uh, Valentini there with 10, but with, with yeah, two handfuls of caps uh, each. They'll, they'll have learned a lot and taken a lot of, as you say, a lot of um, uh, a lot of belief that they, can, that they deserve to be at this level um, on that one. Um, the, um, moving on then to, um, uh, to other things, uh, the, um, All Blacks have, uh, got a whole bunch of, um, injuries, uh, apparently with, but, um, already, uh, Offutuanga Fancy, Patrick Tupelotu and Ethan De Groot, um, have, uh, weren't available this weekend, uh, due to injuries. They also rested, uh, Cody Taylor and Idi Surveyor due to a concussion, even though they, they, they could have returned. So those two will come back. Um, and um, you've uh, got some, uh, and then and then Bowden Barrett apparently has got a tight calf. Um, Stephen, are you getting a bit worried about the number of injuries the All Blacks picking up? No, not not at all at this stage. I, I think I think they've got a really, really good squad there and they've got enough cover. Uh, I think for first five, Damien McKenzie, or you could look at Geordie Barrett, who I think is an option, David Havili, and, gee, worst-case scenario, TJ Perinara, if you wanted to. But to be honest, TJ's the sort of guy, if you were leading by a decent score, you'd bring him on by, you know, you'd probably move into first five in the last 10 minutes. I think they may have done it when they played Namibia at the World Cup, something along, along those lines. Uh, no, not injury's not an issue at the moment, but if they get any more out of the, the next game against the Pumas, then it could be a, a concern. But it looks like there's a lot of competition for places in this uh, all-black teams. I wouldn't want to lose a key guy like, um, for example, Retellick or even guys who are playing well like Papa Ali or um, 
um, Akira Ioani. I'd probably just put the mocker on them. <laughs> Dayton, should um, should the All Blacks uh, or should New Zealand fans be starting to get worried when people like if, if Bowden Barrett's not available and no uh, no regular tens in the squad? Uh, mate? Yeah, Shane. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Say Steve. Don't say Shane. No. Um, as I've always believed, the playing pool for um, the New Zealand All Blacks is just. It's immense. Uh, there's so many, as Steve said, rightfully so. There's competition for positions. And um, I think that the, the, the way that New Zealand rugby train their players, they can play in multiple positions and do it with confidence. And um, and I, I think, oh, obviously, you don't want key players to get injured, but there is enough depth to to be provided there that they can confidently deal with anything that is is on their approach. Guy, I guess my, the, my only concern at the moment is that they just can't replace players from New Zealand. That it takes It's going to take at least two weeks. Um, plus also the players over here haven't been playing due to COVID um, as well. Uh, but that's, um, And we've already seen that uh, uh, Whitelock won't be heading over to... Um, uh, to, to Australia for that fourth game uh, for the second Springboks game, but Richard Moanga will. Um, would love to see Whitelock running out for Canterbury in the uh, um, in the uh, MPC. And if he is there on Friday night, he'll definitely be somebody that I will try and get a post-match interview with folks uh, at FMG Stadium against Waikato. Um, talking of uh, the uh, of the MPC and uh, um, Mark Ozich. Uh, Stephen, someone that you know, uh, has uh, gone and got himself a new job over at the Western Forces. Their attack coach. Yeah, he's a he's a good he's a good story. He's obviously out of a local club, Shane, which is only probably about five five k away from where where I live. So it's a really good story. You know, a, a kid that came through came came through came through club rugby um, through his uh, Croatian heritage. Ended up playing Test match rugby for for Croatia and probably one of the lower levels of of international rugby i'm not too sure what that is paul probably about tier three i i, I would have would imagine um and um then basically started his coaching career back at the wider matter rugby club progressed on to hawks bay he's done a fantastic job with hawks bay taking out the championship division of uh, modern team cup in 2021 but more importantly bringing bringing players through he's had a little bit of involvement um with uh with the um, Highlanders, Highlanders development squad earlier in the year, and he's a really, really good pickup for the Western Force. And uh, you know what he also brings is a, is a bit of IT, a little bit of um, IT as, as well. He'll basically know some players that um, they you know they could pick up from New Zealand because one thing I was really wrapped about the Western Force last year, they had two Kiwi guys there, um, Jeremy Thrush, and of course Richard Kahui. But boy, those guys were a big part of the performances of the the Western Force last year because you know despite their ages, they basically brought a lot to that side, and it was great. It was great to see. Don't you think, Shane? Yeah, stories like this um, where somebody gets a chance at, at a, a club, um, particularly as the Western Force coming up in Australian rugby, which is wonderful to see. Um, he, as you said, the IP knowledge that he'll have from 
um, provincial rugby in New Zealand can be used um, to further the Western force and Australian rugby over here. And maybe this, we mentioned player playing pools before, maybe he'll have some influence in maybe saying, look, there's this young fella over in, in New Zealand, let's give him a super rugby chance if he can't get a, a chance with um, the, the five um, super rugby um, teams in, in New Zealand. So um, pe- having people like that, having having the IP, as you've mentioned, Stephen, is only going to be beneficial in the, in the long run for, for our sides as well as rugby in general. Yeah. And the, and the other thing is, He's, um, I know he's got a very, very good scrummaging coach who I know Paul's had on the driving mall. Francisco is his first name, his second name. Uh, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. De La, Francisco De La Fuente, I think is his, uh, his second name, but he um, is a very, very good scrummaging coach. And it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all if if Mark maybe drags, drags him along as, as well. And, you know, well, that sometimes you get that with a package. Well, it's funny to do, but Mark is going as, as a tack coach, not as head coach across to Western Force. So uh, he's not the boss over there. So we'll, we'll see um, how, how that one goes. Um, talking of Croatian rugby, um, they've only been ex- in existence since 1992. Um, and uh, their biggest ever international defeat came in t- 2017 against Malta, 56-8. Now, Malta is a very small island with very few people. So, uh, yeah, Croatian rugby, uh, I think you're being a bit kind at Tier 3. I think we might be looking a bit, bit below that. Um, okay. But, um, that's, well, uh, that, that one. Well, I mean, they got locked out, apparently, of the 2007 Rugby World Cup qualifying by Latvia and Andorra. And well, again, Andorra is a is 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 is, a, is another tiny place, as well. So, well, yeah, a good a good story. Mark's brother Millen, who was a hooker at the Waitemata Rugby Club, he um, also played for Croatia as well, and he said he made his his um, Test match debut against um, they played Russia and Siberia of all places, and he said and he said there were twenty thousand people there, and I said you're kidding me. He said no, they were probably there to get soup. The um... <laughs> The uh, dear the um the the Siberia is the is the heartland of rugby, of, of rugby in um uh in, in Russia and that's where the sides that the, the sides that have been in the uh, European Challenge Cup have come from Krasny are um playing in minus twenty five at times which was just nuts <laughs> um, so yeah 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised we're alive to come back to the <laughs> that game. Um, the, uh, so, yes, um, the, another big signing for the force um, is uh, in, in, on, of, off the field um, is um, Chris Goodman, uh, who is coming over to run the Forces um, uh, Academy. Uh, and uh, he's been running the academy for the uh, Crusaders. Uh, and we know how good that academy can be. So, um, yeah, I think uh, so a couple of good captures there for the Force I think, uh, and showing that the Force are uh, slowly and quietly building the infrastructure that's needed for a long-term success um, rather than just... I mean, obviously, we've had this sort of, the kind of flashy signings in your Thrushes and your Kahuis, but uh, that, that's not going to last forever. Uh, and uh, there needs to be more, more behind it than that. And I think they're, they're, they're now adding the substance, uh, which is great to see. And now, look, they only got told at the like like with two weeks' notice they're going to be in Super Rugby AU um, two years ago. Uh, and uh, they didn't really know they would definitely be in it this year or they, or they would have a competition next year, to be honest. So, uh, you yeah, look, it's no surprise that they've started, that they, that they didn't have these building blocks in place, to be um, in all honesty. Um, staying over in Australia, obviously, uh, Stephen mentioned earlier that it was the NRL finals last weekend. Uh, don't forget to join the standoff show on Wednesday evening with uh, Brad and Richie, where they'll take you through all of the NRL action uh, um, at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Um, go on, go on, go on, Steve. Yeah, I was going to say, very nervous as a, a Roosters. Roosters fan, um, the team that I don't want them to win, it looks like looks like they're going really good at the moment, and it's probably looking at like a uh, Rabbitohs maybe uh, Eels final at at the stage if the if the cards fall fall the right way. But we still got a couple of weeks to go. I'm hoping the Roosters can impre- improve their form. I think they were very very fortunate to get across the, the line and beat the Titans. I'll tell you, that if, if the Storm don't make the final, I'll be amazed. Oh, sorry. Beg your pardon, the storm. Forgot about, <laughs> forgot about them because they weren't playing the weekend. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think I think I think the 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 the, the storm are title favourites um, at uh, uh, at the moment. Um, uh, LB says, um, yeah, more more day games to cater to families. Look, it would be great, but the problem is with time zones. Um, I can't see us I, I, the um, uh, the uh, and, and having games at a. A reasonable time for people in South Africa to watch. Uh, they have to be in the evening. Um, so unfortunately, I can't see us having um, uh, much more uh, about that one. And apparently, Phil Gifford uh, has offered a grovelling apology to Cooper. Wow. Um, so, uh, so there you go um, on, on on that one. Uh, there was a Rugby World Cup qualifier at the weekend uh, where the USA took on Canada. Um, the USA trailing after the first leg. Um, by 13 points to Canada, came out, um, and um, initially it did not look good. Uh, Canada were leading 6-3 when the USA picked up their first yellow card, only for the USA then to um, score th- um, score four, tr- four more tries, or four tries in that first half, um, uh, to lead 25-9 at halftime. Um, uh uh, Hammerscheiss, the uh, flanker, scoring three tries, or getting a hat-trick in that first half. Um, the uh, USA went on to um, add two more tries, uh, the, with um, Canada only picking up a penalty try after 80 minutes. Too little, far too late. 
Um, so it finished 38 to 16. Unfortunately for Fanahana, um, Schultz, uh, he picked up his second yellow card as part of that yellow penalty try, getting a red card there uh, after a tip tackle and then collapsing them all. So not a good, uh, not a good combo. But the USA, 38 to 16, when you're in aggregate, 59 to 50. Uh, so America's get America's one, but uh, boy, they made a bit of hard work of it, didn't they, Stephen? Yeah, which is a little bit of a surprise, this two-match series, because if you think they've got uh, uh, the MR, MRL up and running, which is in their favour, which gives give their, gives their coaching staff a perfect opportunity to, to look around at all the talent that they've got. And, you know, based on some of their results over the last few years, they've had it on Canada. Canada was was probably one of those countries that we thought back in 1991 when they made the semifinals of the World Cup I think they played a quarterfinal against the All Blacks in France. And in, in fact, they had he lost by about maybe two tries, if I, if I recall. And we thought, well, here's an opportunity for a country to go all the way. But they just really, really haven't kicked on. And in recent times, have, have lost lost their way. But um, listen, it's good good to know that they've actually made a, made a series of it um, this time around. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, trying to watch this game was impossible. Um, so I can't really tell you what happened. I'm, I'm just going off... Uh, uh, the Tribe Sports app as to, uh, as, as, to, as to the sort of facts. Um, so I've, I've not been able to see this game. Um, the uh, Hopefully, well, no, I, I just, having seen the mess of the first game, trying to get trying to get, ac- trying to get access to the second game will be will be impossible. So um, not expecting much from that. But that does mean um, that um, the USA are through to 2023, whereas Canada go through to the next section of uh, qualifying um, and uh, the convoluted thing that that, that is. Uh, I'm not going to try and dig out what that is yet, but um, look, it's a good result there, Shane, from the USA to to I, when they knew they had to, to had to pick up a lot of points, really uh, put the hammer down against Canada there. Yeah, uh, like yourself, Paul, I didn't get a chance to see um, any of the, of the game, but I know that the US are obviously a, a regular fixture as a Canada at Rugby World Cups. So. Um, so they've done well to um, pick up the slack, got the win on the board, and, and they've um, congratulations to them. I, I, I see a lot of potential, like Steve in, in Canada, but um, it's just it's got to be something that that probably just doesn't see their potential develop anything further. Um, I remember the record charge game that they qualified for last uh, the last World Cup, and it was um, muddier than Australia's biggest salt lake, and that's pretty <laughs> muddy. And I've seen it. I've seen Lake Armadillo's great natural site, and it almost looked like Lake Armadillo's that they were playing on. So, um, you know, good luck to Canada. They'll go through there. They've, they've got a, other options to try and qualify, well done to the US. Um, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's good to see other nations that we don't usually talk about because we talk about the big six to big eight nations, but it's, it's good to see other nations be a part of this, this great game of rugby as well. I think one of the keys is, guys, in those countries is to having an age, an age group level of, of rugby, I know they are in, in America. I think they're looking at maybe an under, was it under, either an under fourteen or an under sixteen uh, competition because you know you want you want kids at a younger age to to basically 
pick pick up these skills. And you know, we spoke earlier before about all the talent in the New Zealand. Well, that pretty much comes because both girls and boys are handling an oval ball pretty much from kindergarten, primary school, etc. So in countries like in the USA and and also Canada, you want in fact all those those lower tiers of the game. You want younger age group handling it handling a rugby ball so they get they get used to it. I'm sorry, I need to I need, I need to correct myself here. The USA have not qualified for the Rugby World Cup. They now have to play play off against Uruguay. Um, and the winner of that will get will get a place at the Rugby World Cup as America's won. The loser of that game then has to take on either Canada or Chile, who are playing off a repechage um, to play the loser of that game. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so it's all it's it's, it's not as clear cut as I thought it was. Uh, so the USA will be playing Uruguay on the second and 9th of October, and Canada will be playing Chile on the second and 9th of October as well. So there we go. So more games coming up, and those not as part as they're not part of that November uh, international window. It's going to be interesting to see whether. Uh, both the USA and Canada can get access to their play, and also Uruguay for that matter, uh, get access to their players who are playing in Europe. Uh, but so it's going to be an interesting one there as to how that one goes out. Hopefully the clubs release players, but some, um, yeah, not uh, not a great record uh, on that one in the past. Let's be honest, um, folks. If you've enjoyed all of these uh, lockdown beers that we're uh, chats are bringing, then please head over to patreoncom Sport Radio to help us out because uh, yes. Um, we do spend a bunch of money on tech, etc., so we can produce these for you. Uh, and uh, we would love your support uh, in doing that. So head over to NZ, uh, so it's patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio to become a supporter of um, of the stuff we do. Um, uh, that's all the topics I had. Uh, Shane, Stephen, anything else that's that, that, that's hit your radar recently? Yeah, just just a couple of things I, I quickly want to touch on. Obviously, the, the, the Twitter sphere went pretty crazy after uh, last night's game, and uh, some of the comments pretty much cracked me up. I no end, especially some of the comments in and around uh, um, Quade Cooper's citizenship. Give the man citizenship now. <laughs> totally agree with that. I, I even said to Shane, mate, have you got any influence over there? He said, not not really. But uh, one of the ones I like, especially like from today, was from Mark Stafford from the uh, TAB. Questions from last night. Night's test was Quake Cooper white baiting last week. Is, is there a movie yeah. being made about him? Will he be at SENZ Radio next host? That's a new sports radio station here in New Zealand. But the uh, white Quade Cooper white baiting question was referring to one Stephen Donald, who was white baiting when the All Blacks ran out of first fives back in 2011, and he was called into the All Black uh, team. Ended up playing in the final of that Rugby World Cup, and. Uh, his jersey looked rather tight. So I replied um, to Mark Stafford, jersey fitted well on Cooper. So probably not. Maybe not a movie, but just treating the man with a bit of respect if he ever runs out on a rugby field in New Zealand again. And I think that's the best thing, the way Kiwis can celebrate the guy. Because I think, you know, despite of, of an incident that happened many years ago, I think a lot of New Zealand rugby supporters just held on to that for far, far too long. So, you know, for me, just a great story of, of redemption for for Quade Cooper. And I must I must admit, you spoke about um, Cornflake having a tear in his eye. I must admit, me as well, simply because um, the, the guy 
was born in New Zealand. He left to go to play play rugby in Australia when he was 13, 13 years. And I'll tell you what, that's something that really is a story he can tell his grandkids to to knock over a uh, a penalty, uh, what you would call a clutch penalty. It wasn't an easy kick, and I and I'm pretty sure um, there must be a really really good feeling in in Australia today, uh, Shane. Yeah, uh, Steve, it was uh, to to correct that story. It was me messaging Cornflake to say I. Had a tip on a um, grown 33 year old Australian male. Um, but, um, you know, in all honesty, um, look, it's a, it's a great story. Um, and it goes back to 1997 when David Knox, 35 year old, playing at the Brumbies, who hadn't played a test in three years, um, was pulled out of obscurity to play the Springboks. Um, and that was another Wallabies win that night as well. Um, and he was virtually best on ground. So um, Quaid, Quaid has earned his uh, redemption. And um, I've got to say, I know there was controversies with Robbie Deans and there was injuries and second chances given by Checker. Sorry, Michael, uh, we don't want you to catch Wallabies again. Um, we've, we've found, you know, Quaid's found redemption. And, and, yes, we've been critical of Dave Rennie, the coach, at times, um, more so of his appointment, definitely not of him, of him as a person. Um, but he made the right call last night to bring in Quaid Cooper, um, bring back Samu Karebi from Japan, Sean McMahon is coming on his way. I think Hannah Pasami um, and Lucan Saikolodo can come back into into the bubble shortly as well. So uh, the Wallabies have some some options um, coming up, and hopefully it's going to be the options that are going to make us a more competitive rugby nation. Scott Johnson, our director of rugby, who's a brilliant rugby mind. I think I, I've, I've started to come across to his point of view that we are in the top eight rugby nations. Um, we've just got to be a competitive rugby nation that gets gets the wins, and when we lose, we 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 are ultra competitive. So I can start to see where Australian rugby is heading from. And, and more importantly, you're building some depth and some key positions. I love that combination that. Quade Cooper had with Karevi last night. They just knew how to find each other all the time. And if you think, look, I sent we've got a rugby group chat, and I sent a message to to our group today, and basically it was along the lines of, I like the depth that you're building in midfield. You got Hunter Paisami, Samu Karevi, Jordan Pataya, Matt Tumua, Reese Hodge, and there's another guy who I think, boy, if he's given ever given half a chance at this level of rugby, is Isaiah Parisi from the Waratahs, Waratahs, who's a genuine, genuine line breaker. And all of a sudden, you're creating depth in positions. You look at your two halfbacks. You've got two world, world-class halfbacks at the moment there. And all of a sudden, you start building that, that depth, and away you go. Obviously, you're still thin in a few areas, but I still think if you were able to bring maybe the Arnold brothers back to New Zealand, you've got Isaac Rotter. I'll tell you what, you're looking really good. I don't think the Wallabies have quite found their loose forward balance yet. I'm not I'm not convinced on your six at the moment, uh, Lock, Lockie Swinton. 
Um, I just I just think probably ill discipline is a, is a bit of an issue for him, but I love the way they bring Pete Samu off the bench, and I'm really super excited about the talent that you could have on the wings. It's a real shame you're going to lose Marika Korobeti uh, overseas, but I love the look of, look of Sulasali uh, Suliasi Vunivalu. Um, I think he's got got some talent, maybe a little bit weak under the ball, and also um, Delgunu as well. So, man, you're, you're slowly building, seriously. And I love love the way that um, Dave Rennie is, or the direction he's taking this team. As, as Paul will tell you, I'm a fan. No, absolutely is. And uh, we, we, he says a lot about that. Um, the... Uh... LB, yes, uh, the, the, the Aussie blacks backs are, um, uh, are elite. He can't stand white and he's crying to the ref every two seconds, though. Yeah, I think Fafni's clap, clapping also upsets other people as well. Uh, yeah, look, scrum halves, shut up. It'd be, be lovely if every, every scrum half should go on with a gag, just so they can't shout, can't say a word. That'd be fantastic. Um, but there we go. Uh, the... Um, Look, we've been going for uh, for the half an hour, folks. Look, so, uh, look, we've been uh, hopefully we're helping you guys get through lockdown. Um, we're here to kind of entertain and help you get through this. Um, thank you, everybody who has behaved and followed the rules in lockdown and helping us get those numbers down, um, so that we will come out of it as soon as possible here in New Zealand. And folks, yes, it's tough, but keep in touch. Have a chat with your neighbours. Make sure you're all okay because uh, look, let's get through this safely um, as a as a group. Thank you very much, Stephen. Thank you very much, Shane, for joining me. And uh, we're back tomorrow at 5 p.m. with the uh, daily lockdown beers and rugby chat. Also, tomorrow evening, we'll have the uh, Driving Mall show where we'll probably we look, spend a lot of time looking forward at next weekend's games in the rugby championship. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.